Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. Hi, this is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to Flying Talkers. Often people ask me, hey, Flying Talkers, why not do some short news items in your broadcast? Well, I must admit that item news that my friend and early colleague, the late Tony Fennell, branded pumping traffic news and comment for us in 1975 that appeared in our newspaper Air Cargo News until 2010, and then online in our e-zine flying typers for the past decade, and rarely in Flying Talkers, it's gone missing. Truth be told, in the clickbait race for readers to jack up otherwise meaningless mass readership claims, often others in our profession spend all day generating news items that dispense like popcorn, filling up boxes with a brand of reporting that clogs up systems and clouds minds. So why bring pumping traffic back? Well, maybe we don't know everything. So let's try for a while, in addition to our longer story format, to do something else is our thought. So today we try it, pumping traffic. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you'd like me to lay off this kind of coverage, I will. But in the meantime, let's see what we come up with. Today we also bring back Speed Gibson. Early on in our series, we played episodes from the 1938 radio classic Speed Gibson, just for fun. A few listeners have asked what happened to Speed. Is he gone? To the rest of the series, their 12-minute adventures of a boy wonder pilot fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Truth be told, everything has gotten so serious in the past two years, maybe we've forgotten about the restorative quality we used to feel and how listening to old-time radio sparked our imagination. You know, the word picture idea? Nothing, nothing for your eyes to do but uh, sort of look up, look at the clouds, you know, put your hands, look at the room you're in, and imagine. Close your eyes, even do that. Knock yourself out. Once upon a time, the world was full of daredevil, high adventure pilots in USA, Europe, Latin America, and elsewhere. These captains of the clouds from Santos Dumont, 
piloting his delicate paper aircraft around the top of the Eiffel Tower, to Charles Lindbergh flying all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, were front-page news with their stop-the-press action. Hey, I got to tell you a quick one. I once actually was able to run down to the printing press and yell, stop the press. I don't know, since I saw the front page movie and I worked at the Herald Tribune, a great daily newspaper in New York, I always wanted to walk into a press room and yell, stop the press, and they stopped the press. And they did. We were putting out an air cargo news and we had something completely wrong on the front page. So there I was yelling, stop the press, and they stopped it. Uh, There was hell to pay after they stopped it, and it cost us some money, but such is the uh, way of the person that has a dream and wants to fulfill it. It don't come easy, and not for nothing. Well, let's get going and have today's Speed Gibson's episodes, but first, here comes the news. This is Pumping Traffic. I'm Jeffrey Arend, and here now, the news. Turkey, sorry to report, impacted by COVID-19 lockdown, has caused the high-flying Turkish airports to reverse earlier gains, with flights down 26% during the past two weeks alone. Turkish Airlines numbers, therefore, no surprise at minus 22%, whilst Pegasus slashed more than half at 59% minus. But it's not all bad news. In fact, as compared to other carriers in Europe, Turkish Airlines is still number one in total aircraft movements, driven by domestic services. Turkish Airlines reported net loss of 72 million in quarter one. Meantime, up north, Virgin Atlantic moved from 2.9 billion pounds in 2019 to 868 million pounds in 2020 nevertheless delivered a smashing cargo revenue of 319 million pounds, up 49% from 2019. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's an AeroShark freighter. Lufthansa Cargo adding surface coating technology branded AeroShark says it reduces drag. Where 1% can save a ton, slicking up the surface of a big jet is a big deal times the number of aircraft in the fleet. Lufthansa Group, including all airlines the Germans now own, placed orders for five 7879s and five A35900s last week. Meantime, Japan Airlines Group said domestic passenger business nosedived more than 21%. Year-on-year, international tanked at 82%. During March, Lufthansa Technique Cargo and Cabin Solution for operators of A330 has Finnair as its first customer. Airbus delivered 125 planes and secured 39 new orders in quarter one, and that's the good news. The bad news is that airlines were staggering under COVID-19. Cancellations meant net orders of minus 61, driving a net loss overall at the big plane maker of 362 million euros. Meantime, across the pond, Boeing lost $561 million in quarter one. Well, the sky is electric. Startup Archer Aviation and United Airlines in a whopping billion-dollar deal for electric aircraft. 
Archer is building a full-scale electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft capable of traveling 60 miles at 150 miles an hour with zero emissions. Obviously, that aircraft is going to get bigger and go further. What exciting news. Gateway Barcelona business is surging up 45% in April as Vueling and Ryanair are building services once again. Well, down at Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson International Airport, here comes a big comeback from COVID-19 as the facility moved 4.6 million passengers in March, 0.1% year-on-year, an upward trend from March 2020. Upward is upward, right? Action Airlines right now, according to sources, are AFKL, United, QR, all with solid air cargo programs. IAG, sources tell me, looks like they're about to begin hotting things up as well. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the PayCargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the pay cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. Now it's Dateline America. Trips from USA to the rest of the world are surging, driven by high inoculation figures with bookings averaging 98 days before departure and the rest of the world looks on and yearning to get COVID-19 shots into the arms of citizens so they can get into that story. Good to announce continued air cargo business overall is up 24% as compared to 2019. But low-cost carriers, once the darling of the business, were off a dreadful 87%, while scheduled passenger business at 68% during a couple of days in April. Easter bump was there, okay, but sank immediately after the holiday for passengers. Well, we recall in late April 1973 at this time when Fred Smith took that privileged Yale education and launched FedEx with a fleet of package vans, noting that the Railway Express first on, first off priority with the airlines was coming to an end. 
He filled up the sky with a bunch of shiny Falcon jets. Today, FedEx has 850 big airplanes and more than 100,000 delivery trucks. FedEx himself is still the boss, but be assured, no more desk lunches for the FedEx visionary. American Airlines Group managed to lose $1.3 billion in operating losses in quarter one of 2021. On the other hand, successful Qatar Airways CEO Abdul Al-Bakr said there is no future for the A380, not in his fleets, as they fly high all over the world. South African Airways hoping for a regular operations in July and August of this year as United aims to restore 67% of its domestic schedule in June as compared to 2019. Up north, where Helsinki is the beauty place in Northern Europe, Finnair opened 60 destinations this summer, but also said it lost 145 million euros in quarter one. IAG said 10% of its services will operate with sustainable aviation fuel by 2030, as IAG, a leader in transportation across the pond, looks to clean up the skies. Ryanair looking ahead to 10,000 weekly frequencies across 500 routes for its summer 2022 schedule. Saved by the bell, tenacious TAP Air Portugal has its bid for 462 million euros bailout approved by the European Commission. Good going, EU. Great little airline. Boeing 787 aircraft totals now top 1,000 aircraft. Remember when it took 30 or 40 years, it seems, for the 747 to reach that number. Was there when the 1,000th Boeing 747 was delivered to Singapore Airlines and we flew all the way from Everett to Singapore. All of us got to sit in business class. Kept walking back and forth, up and down an empty airplane. Singapore Airlines has these guys peeking out the window to make sure there wasn't too much fluctuation in the wing. Boy, did they pay attention to detail. Right now, as the dawn begins in a new era post-pandemic, doubt there are that many 747s in passenger use anywhere right now. IATA predicts losses of 47.7 billion worldwide for the airlines in 2021. Ouch. International traffic to and from the Middle East remains almost 60% lower than in 2020. About the same story for international flights to and from China. Singapore Changi Airport reports year-on-year March 2021 passenger down 90%, but cargo up 5.5% versus March 2020. Airport Council International Europe said 2,000 air routes have ceased operation in just the first 120 days of this year, with passenger numbers not expected to recover until 2025. That's pumping traffic on your flying talkers today. This is your reporter, Jeffrey Aaron. With respect and admiration always to the greatest voice in old-time radio, Fred Foy. Aboard a midnight flight on the China Clipper, 
a young and resourceful teenager works for Law and Order in the late 1930s. Monitoring the world on his shortwave radio, he serves the cause of truth and justice the American way. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past comes a thundering roar of the twin WASP 14-cylinder radial engines. Steve Gibson of the International Secret Police is on the air. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Speed, Clint, and Barney send a cablegram in code to Chief Riley of the International Secret Police stating that a jewel smuggler was also aboard the clipper bound for Hong Kong. But they did not mention that Marsha Winfield, governess to little Jean Kingsley, is also going to China and has asked their protection during the flight, hinting that she, too, is seeking the mysterious criminal, the octopus. That same night, they surprise an intruder in their bedroom and after a terrific struggle, overcome the man and discover him to be the jewel smuggler who was aboard the China Clipper. After turning the man over to the local police, we find the boys talking in their room just as dawn is breaking. What a night. I'm sleeping along just as peaceful. And all of a sudden, I wake up and see that guy's face almost touching mine. He was trying to hear what you were saying in your sleep, Barney. It's getting so a guy don't have any privacy at all anymore. People climbing up balconies and listening to every word you say. Yeah, we're darn lucky to get out of that as well as we did. What were you stirring up such a rumpus? What'd you expect me to do? Give that thug a sweet smile? Well, you gave him plenty of noise. And on top of that, you couldn't find the lights. Of course I couldn't. Somebody's foot was in my eye. <laughs> It sure was a mess. Half the time, I didn't know which was Barney and which was the jewel smuggler. Oh, so you're the guy that kept hitting me in the dark. No, Barney, honest. Well, if you ask me, we were lucky to get out of it as easy as we did. That smuggler waving his gun around like that. Hey, one of us might have been seriously hurt. I'll say. The darkness made it hard for us to see him. But I was lucky at that. Because he certainly couldn't see us good enough to aim a gun at us. You know, it's a funny thing. No matter what happens, I always get the worst of it. Must be fate, I guess. But if you don't keep your head better when any emergency arises like that, you won't have any fate. What's the matter with you, anyhow? You've had enough training in the past to be ready for anything. You're right there, old pal, old pal. Ready for anything. And believe me, I get everything. What did you expect me to do while that guy was jumping on my neck? Relax and enjoy sweet and beautiful dreams? No, but you might have feigned sleep a while longer. That smuggler had a gun. You're telling me? That bullet parted my hair. Clint and me were just sneaking up on him when you woke up, Barney. Another minute and we would have had him. Well, you got him, all right. With me on the bottom of the pile. After this, I don't sleep in front of no more doors or windows. <laughs> well, that was your own idea, you know. You wanted air and wanted to see the moonlight. Yeah, and I saw stars, too. That fella had a punch like a pile driver. Why do you think you came to our room, Clint? Well, to get the key to our international secret police code. You mean our disguise is having fooled the octopus gang? They know who we really are? Yeah, I'm afraid so. By coming to our room, the smuggler proved to me that he was a member of the octopus band. And also that our disguises are useless. Then we can forget them? No, while they may know that we're the secret police, I'm sure they don't know how we really look. You know, me, at least. You know, I've been careful of that in the past. 
And as long as they're not sure of my real appearance, I may be able to get through their lines yet. But, Clint, what about us? I want you to stay out of this whole mess, Speed. You're in it more now than I counted on. I'm sorry that I ever let Chief Riley talk me into bringing you along. Why, Clint, I wouldn't miss this for anything. Not the kids like me to fight crime in every way we can. I'm luckier than the rest because I'm getting a crack at the octopus. Uh, you've done more than your share so far, Speed. Capturing Blackie Spears in my room, discovering the jewel smuggler tonight. I'm proud of you. But now with the octopus aware of who we really are, I want you to just stay out of the picture. That's right, kid. You'll run into more danger since leaving Alameda than I've had in a year. But I'll say you know what to do in a pinch. So far, you've done all the headwork of this outfit. Oh, no, Barney. I've just been lucky. But I sure wish I could do away with these glasses I have to wear for a disguise. Eh, you'll have to keep them a while longer, Speed. If there was no other reason for keeping our disguises, passport difficulties would be enough. If we assumed our real identities now, we'd have to do a lot of explaining to the Clipper officials. That's so. The Clipper captain and the crew don't know about us being in the secret police. But the octopus does. Yeah, the octopus. I'd give a lot to know just how much information he does have. the octopus call us here for? Anyone know? Does anyone know the master's desires until he has spoken, Splintaz? No, but he seems to know what everyone else is thinking, though. Uh, gives me the creeps coming to this room. Nothing in it but that microphone for him to hear us and that loudspeaker for him to talk through. Your feelings are unimportant in the matter. This meeting is important. It is the first time the Hong Kong branch of the band has been gathered together since we first started operation here. Oh, yeah? Talk some more, Kwan Wu. I ain't been with you long, so anything you tell me is news. The band of the octopus does not waste words. The master is successful because he acts. Well, why don't he show himself? This mystery business is okay for the yokels, but I'd like to know who I'm working for. And what I'm heading for. You are heading for disaster if you keep up this foolish talk, Splinters. The master pays you well for the work you do. Yeah, but you've seen his face. Why can't I? I'm one of the best aviators in the sky. I can do everything with a plane but make it cook. And still I can't see who I'm working for. It is best not to, Splinters. I have seen the master's face because I am the only one he can trust. I have always been with him. Well, I'm sick of the whole business. I've been sitting around in this private underground hangar till I've forgotten what the sky looks like. I won't do it no longer. I want action. The You call yourself splinters? Huh? Yeah. Uh, octopus? I have heard your complaint. Do you wish to leave my service? No. No, no, not that. When they leave you, they, they leave the world, life, everything. They never heard of again. I was talking foolish, Octopus. I'll keep my mouth shut after this, I promise. Your promises are less than nothing to me. Kwan Mu hired you because you are a good aviator. Yeah, the best I can do. I, I know can... your record in the air. And also on the ground, Splinters. You are one of the lowest type of criminal. A renegade aviator. A man who will fly for anyone who can pay him. Regardless of the purpose. A man without conscience, without heart, a 
as unfeeling as the ship he flies. I... But I, uh... I need such a man for my work. But such a man must not complain, for then he will be punished. I have certain underground dungeons for such punishment. No, no. No, not, not torture. I ain't done anything against you, Octopus. I, I work for you hard. Don't torture me. I will give you a chance to prove your worthiness of remaining in the band of the octopus. What? How? Anything. One move. Yes, master. I have just been talking to the Honolulu office over my short wave set. Operator 41 was arrested two hours ago on a charge of burglary. Burglary? Then... Yes. Only Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap could be responsible... Since their room was the only one he was going to search. Operator 41 must have been clumsy. The boy, Speed Gibson, was the real cause of his capture. A kid? For your information, Splinters, this boy is Clint Barlow's nephew. Barlow is not only the cleverest and most intelligent man in the International Secret Police, but he's raising this orphaned boy as his own and has taught him the rules of the Secret Police. Train him to follow in his footsteps, should he so desire. And it is Barlow's heart that I will attack through his nephew. Since Barlow is our worst enemy, master. The only one I acknowledge, Kwanu. The only one who might end my career. <laughs> but he made his one mistake when he brought the boy on this trip. For what reason did the boy come? Chief Riley thought that such a move would remove suspicion. All three are disguised, traveling under assumed names. For the time being, I shall allow them their masquerade. May I humbly ask why, then, you caused the warning note to be presented to them under the dinner check, master? More to frighten the Winfield girl. Women are troublesome. I wanted her to stay away from China. Was she frightened? Yes, but the little fool has the courage of ignorance. She's coming to China under the protection of our enemies. Does she know who they are? Not yet. That note also worried Barlow, not because of his own safety, but that of his nephew. Speed Gibson is the vulnerable point in Clint Barlow's armor. What is your plan? First of all, nothing must interfere with our business of smuggling. The men I have assigned to take care of that will not concern themselves with this warfare against our enemies. One move. You are friendly with Dr. Kingsley, the little girl's father. Very, Master. I see him almost every day at the consul's office. He thinks very highly of me. Good. The more you are in his confidence, the more you will learn about Marsha Winfield. I want you to work on that alone. You know the background there, Kwanu. Yes, Master. It will be a pleasure. Now for the International Secret Police. Alias Monsieur Pierre Dorsey and Jim at Earl Fletcher. I am not attempting to interfere with their activities so long as they are aboard the clipper ship. That would be foolhardy. It is the stopovers that concern me. Those are the places where I can reach them. But Master Operator 41 is no longer flying with them. I know, but there are other ways. They leave Honolulu very shortly. They will reach Midway Island in about eight hours. They will leave Midway the following morning. Fly over the international date line and reach Wake Island Sunday afternoon. Splinters. Yeah, yes, sir. I want you to take my special bullet monoplane and fly to Wake Island. You will leave immediately and await the clipper plane from Midway. Do I go alone? Yes, but you will have a passenger when you return. At least, you'd better have a passenger. Yeah, I, uh, I will. Who will it be? Speed Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> 
Two things about that recording stick out in my mind. Ceiling zero, ceiling zero. That's wax off. That's, I can't see anything. There's absolutely nothing in front of me that I can see or around me or below me or above me. And the passenger's reaction was, you're not going to get me up in that thing. And the China Clipper. China Clipper NC-147-16, the Sweet 16, was the first of three Martin M134 engine flying boats built for Pan American Airways. And it was used to inaugurate the first commercial Trans-Pacific airmail service from San Francisco to Manila on November 22nd, 1935. It was built at a cost of $417,000 by the Glen Martin Company at Middle River, Maryland, that's Baltimore, and delivered to Pan Am just prior to that flight in 1935. The captain was Ed Musick, very famous test pilot who had been with Pan Am since its startup in Key West, and navigator was Fred Noonan. His job getting the uh, aircraft from San Francisco to Manila was very successful. Later, he disappeared on the flight as the navigator of Amelia Earhart on her attempt to fly around the world. They, they flew from San Francisco on their way to Manila via Honolulu, Midway Island, and Wake Island, and Sumay, Guam. They delivered over 110,000 pieces of mail. In other words, when it came to pioneering flight, like it has come to pioneering COVID vaccine delivery, air cargo was at the forefront. It was the only revenue on the airplane at that particular point. And I have a great memory of Wake Island when I was, I guess, 20 or so. I was on an airplane, one of Ed Daly's Lockheed Constellations. It was a military charter. I was on my way to uh, Vietnam, an all-expense-paid all 13-month uh, tour of duty in Vietnam. And I recall landing at Wake Island and being absolutely fascinated with the color of the Pacific Ocean. Talk about tales of the South Pacific. When you were on Wake Island, when you're on Wake Island, Okay. The sand is so white and, and the color of the ocean is so deep and dark and beautiful. You feel like a tiny little object in the hands of them, like you're in the hand, like you're in the hand of somebody. You're so small. You're just not. It's absolutely beautiful. I remember seeing the wreckage of what was left of the Pan Am base there. At that point, although my dad was a pilot and I was interested in aviation, I wasn't quite as advanced in terms of my interest as I am now, so frankly didn't pay all that much attention to it, just kind of looked at it, walked around. Got back on the airplane and had another breakfast between uh, Wake Island and uh, Saigon. Well, that concludes our broadcast for today. Thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying, keep them flying air cargo and be good to each other, will you? Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>